Hey everyone, before we begin today's show, we just wanted to remind you that Dr. Ben's new book, Designed to Heal, is out and available for purchase. To book Dr. Ben for speaking engagements or to purchase the book, visit drbenrall.com. That's D-R-B-E-N-R-A-L-L.com. Now, Designed to Heal. I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Welcome back to Designed to Heal. My name is Jeff here as always with Dr. Ben Rawl. And uh, Doc, who we have today, man? We got somebody on the line. We have a very, very special guest. Um, I, I really don't, I often say this, I don't want to waste too much time because I want him to do the talking. But we have with us today uh, the the director of the Oasis of Hope Hospital in Tijuana, Mexico, Dr. Contreras. And he is an amazing man, an amazing man of God. I've been familiar with their clinic for for years because of the work I do. I have a lot of patients that have wanted to go to uh, clinics like this, and I've had people that have gone there and gotten well and gotten healed. So I know of their work. My dad is a can was a cancer a survivor as well, stage four cancer, given weeks to live. We went to a clinic in America, an oasis of healing, actually, uh, who I'm sure Doc's familiar with over there, Dr. Lodi and Mesa. However, um, so I'm so excited because this is an issue and a topic. We're going to talk a lot about cancer today and a lot about treating cancer holistically. Um, but I was in, I was at an event in Orlando, a, a conference, and I met uh, Daniel Kennedy, the I believe the president of the hospital, and we were just talking. It was so beautiful because they're unapologetic about their faith. And uh, I don't think you can talk, this is my two cents, I don't think you can talk about healing and not talk about the healer. And so as I watched and uh, watched this clinic, and I've heard personal testimonies of people that have been there, it's honestly just, I think, the care that all of us would want to have if we were ever going through like something like that. So, Dr. Contreras, thank you so much for making time. I know you're busy. I know you're at the hospital. But thank you for being on today. And uh, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the hospital, its history, and then we'll dive into some tough questions. Well, first of all, thank you very much. It's an honor to be with you. And uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. For us, the most important thing is um, to provide resources for our patients to heal themselves. And the resources not only should, uh, should not only be physical resources like treatments, but also emotional and spiritual. And uh, because the stronghold of cancer is fear. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and what it's interesting to think about, and, and the patients start thinking about it only when they're giving a diagnosis of death, is, you know, what's going to happen to me after I die? Hmm. And that is the true fear because we all knew that we were going to die. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a given. But when somebody gives you a date, hmm. it changes everything because if you don't know where you're going after, and even atheists think about that, sure. you know, once they're faced with, with death, uh, to us, the, the most important thing is to present the, the person of Jesus Christ because then they'll live forever. And if, if on top of that, we can help them live longer while they're on this earth and, and to serve God yeah. as best as possible, 
then that that's a plus. But the the main thing, the the, the true miracle, mm. is the acceptance of Jesus Christ to uh, uh, be saved and and then spend eternity with Him. And I think that changes everything. You know, that changes the philosophy of mm. of how you approach cancer. And so for us, the most important thing uh, 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 for our patient is again to provide resources because God gave us an incredible. Uh, 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 immune system for us to be able to uh, prevent disease and and to regain our health when we lose our health. Um, And so most of our efforts are to provide resources to the immune system uh, so that the patients can heal themselves. Of course, uh, we have uh, natural uh, means. Uh, We are an integrative uh, hospital, and we have been that for 60 years now meaning that we have everything available from the orthodox uh, world and we have everything available for, from the alternative world. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the combination of those, in many cases, is what is the most effective way to help a cancer patients survive their, their cancer. Doc, let me ask you and, something. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, yes. Well, I was just going to ask, you know, I, I, want, I want people to understand, you know, you this when you, this hospital, your hospital founded by your, your father, if I'm correct, um, you know, has been in, yes. it, been in, you know, for over 60 years, been taking care of people um, from or sorry, 60 years, 60 years, 100,000 patients over 60 nations um, with incredible results. And I, I, I say that because I want people to understand sometimes people think holistic health care or integrative health care or alternative health care, you know, is is this um, kind of. Uh, foo-foo, you know, kind of weird, you know, not, you know, no real science behind it. And I know that you are a stickler for that. Now, you also are, are very, you know, it's not the whole story, right? Yes, yeah, science takes us uh, so far, but there's certain things that don't fit well into a, a double-blind placebo-controlled study, you know, such as love and grace and mercy, you know, they're hard to hard to study in the typical way. But I just want people to know that what you do there and what you've done there, you guys are very transparent, very open I watch your testimonies. I, you know, your clinic, it's not, um, you don't try to hide the results. And, and you're very obviously open about the fact that not everybody, not everybody makes it, right? Um, not everybody survives. Correct. But I often tell people this, you know, but, but also understand, everybody understand that not everybody makes it in the traditional model, right? So, so we have to be careful what we're saying when we say that statement, you know what I mean? Um, but tell, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Take it from there. I, I think it's very important to uh, to qualify a result. Um, so, uh, for instance, in in cancer, results are measured uh, in in survival, in quality of life, and uh, in what happens to the tumor. And unfortunately, uh, today the philosophy in in behind the research of cancer is on what happens to the tumor. Hmm. And, uh, you know, billions of dollars have, have been spent in, in means to destroy tumors. And there are very effective drugs that destroy tumors, like chemotherapy and, and many times radiation. But unfortunately, they, all, they also can kill the patient. But the reason why we listen to so many uh, breakthroughs and advancements in cancer is because they're, they're talking about what happens to the tumor. So it, it is so ridiculous that if you give a therapy to a patient and the tumor reduces or goes away, the, the, this result goes into the books as a success, even if the patient dies. That's crazy. And, and, and so uh, here at the Oasis, 
our approach is completely different. We are looking at what happens to the patient. And uh, so I rather have live failures than dead successes. Mm. And so what I mean by that is that many of our patients are alive after five or, or six or 10 years when they were told that they were going to die in six months. But when we take x-rays, the patients still have cancer. Mm. And so a doctor will say, well, that's a failure. Well, yes, but my patient is alive when, it, when he, he or she should have been dead. Yeah. And, and so, uh, so we measure uh, our, our results in longevity and quality of life, mm. not necessarily what happens to the tumor. And our aim is not necessarily to get rid of the tumor. Now, if, if because of our efforts and, and yeah. the treatment, the tumors go away, we're not going to be mad. But that <laughs> is not our aim. <clears throat> and, 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 and for that reason, uh, our, our results... Are, are going to be critiqued because in 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 very many cases, if not most, the, what is happening to the patients uh, here is that they're surviving much longer, but not necessarily being cured, quote unquote. Um, yeah. And 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 that makes a, a, a tremendous difference. And and so one of the first things that we need to work with our patients is on that emotional side mm. because they feel that as long as they have the tumor, they're not going to make it. Mm. And, and so we, we, uh, the, the, one of the first things that I try to do with all of my patients is convert them from victims into victors. Mm. And obviously when you have the victory in Christ, you know, everything else is besides the point. <laughs> uh, but, um, once a patient feels, you know, I'm, I am a victor, everything changes. The immune system is, mm. is going to work much better for that patient. And, uh, and you <clears throat> correctly stated that one of the biggest critiques is for us, of, uh, you know, selling false hope mm. and hope you can't measure theirs. And, and my question has always been, well, if there is false hope, what is true hope? Yeah. The, the truth of the matter is that it's only hope or no hope. <clears throat> and, and when you give somebody no hope, then they're going to die. <clears throat> and, 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 and so for us, that's why we're called, and, and the name Oasis of Hope was given to us by a patient mm. that was sent home to die in six months. Five years later, he comes with a present for my father. Mm. He gives a present and tells him, you know, I, I'm, I'm bringing you this present because this is an Oasis of Hope. Mm. And since then, we're called the Oasis of Hope uh, because hope is, is, is just so powerful. The Bible talks about, about hope uh, in, in, in many, many ways. And, and again, uh, hope has to do with our emotional reaction to crisis. And our emotional react, reaction to crisis will depend on our spiritual fortitude. Mm. And so if you do not provide spiritual resources to patients, their emotions are going to be working against them. You know, there's no positive and negative uh, emotions. They are functional and dysfunctional emotions. And so if you have strong spiritual uh, basis, your, func your, your, your emotions generally are going to be functional rather than dysfunctional or destructive to you. One of the things that, and it's powerful, just, to, you know, I was talking before we started the show, I was talking with Jeff and, you know, I, I, the way I, you know, <clears throat> describe, you know, it's really you know, being living in the United States and seeing the typical, you know, approach to, to, to health care and in, in specifically even cancer care, I said it is it's unbelievable to think that that every patient that's by, been diagnosed with cancer in America, it's amazing. One of the things that's for me 
practicing is watching people, uh, those medical systems pay almost entirely no attention to nutrition. It's literally like, matter of fact, not only no attention, often like ridiculous advice. Like they'll say things like, eat whatever you can, have milkshakes to keep up your, you know, uh, calories, you know, eat Pringles if that's what you like. Like, it's unbelievable. And then I remember when I was with my dad at, at, at the Oasis of Healing and then watching your group and your team with nutrition, it's such a, a backbone. If You know, of course, uh, the love of Christ that we're creating is likeness image that we're designed to heal. But then, you know, being so uh, on top of, hey, we want to absolutely understand what is going inside of your body. I have to imagine, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Doc, but can you talk to us a little bit about nutrition, of course, how important it is, but why do you think that it's so ignored by so many of the just what I would call the traditional, you know, cancer? It's crazy to me. I mean, I watch people get chemotherapy. I had this patient of mine, she was getting chemo, her first round of chemotherapy that she didn't really want to do. And she said they offered her a Coca-Cola as she was taking her chemo, and I thought to my, and this was like not long ago. This is not like you know, twenty years ago. Can you? Can, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's a very, yeah. it's a very frustrating <laughs> uh, uh, subject because there, there's a plethora of uh, research uh, that states uh, clearly that a cancer patient uh, will be benefited tremendously by a plant-based diet that is low glycemic uh, because tumors have to use a lot more sugar than normal tissue to survive uh, because of their metabolism. And, and what, what is uh, amazing to me is what, you know, you're, you're, you're just saying uh, what, what happens to many patients. Well, doctor, what should I eat? Well, whatever you want. Well, but isn't, isn't sugar bad for me? No, there, there's no, there's no research about that. And then they write, you know, uh, for a patient down for them to go and do a PET scan. Now, I don't know if you know what a PET scan is, but this is a very special type of x-rays where uh, a patient is injected sugar, and this sugar is tagged with a radioactive material. Why? Because the tumors consume so much sugar that they attract this radioactive uh, uh, sugar, and then the tumors actually light up. So we know uh, that uh, tumors consume a lot of sugar, and obviously if you don't give sugar, well, the the tumors are going to suffer. So uh, uh, this is why it's so frustrating to me that we have this knowledge, we know, and and yet we misinform the patients about diet. And for us, diet is a major, major part of our our, uh, treatment. Uh, and and uh, there are many uh, uh, new drugs being developed called targeted therapies. And they're called targeted therapies because they address the uh, a very specific mutation that is producing a very specific protein that is helping the tumor grow. And, and when you target that protein, either by avoiding its production or neutralizing it, its action, the tumors are going to suffer. And this is all by what is called signaling transduction. And I'm not going to be very technical about this. But what happens is that uh, the, the cells can decide what protein to build according to a metabolic route. They're called metabolic routes. And, and like, like every route, when you're going from one place to another and, and you're driving on the freeway, there are signals, right, that tell you where to go if you want to arrive to that place. 
And if you don't follow those signals, you're not going to arrive to that place. So this uh, signaling system is targeted in, in by, by actually blocking or switching the signals so that the protein is not produced. Now, guess what controls the signals normally in our life? Well, nutrients. And we can use nutrients as signaling transduction elements, the same as these new targeted therapies, pennies on the dollar, because all the new targeted therapies that are being developed cost around $10,000 a day. So I'll, I'll just give an example. There's one drug called Avastin that uh, uh, does not allow a protein to be built for new vessels to be formed. So it's an anti-angiogenetic factor. Well, curcumin does exactly the same as Avastin. Uh, and, and so we use nutrients not only because it's the best for the best food for the patient and to uh, and to avoid the, the the all the chemicals that are very bad for a patient, but also because the nutrients are going to be the best way for them to have their signaling routes for the normal things to work better and to block signaling routes of the malignant cells. And, and, and so diet uh, for us is a major, major part of our therapy. Doc, you know, I think about people, and you, you touched on this earlier, and I want to I sit on it because I think it's so important and it's not talked about enough. I remember my dad was given two weeks to live. I was on the phone with his first oncologist. It was one of the most disturbing conversations I've ever heard. He literally told my dad, I, I don't even know why a person would say this, but he literally told my dad, pick out your casket, which is just an an unbelievable thing to say to somebody. Um, and so my dad decided a different route. And, and like I said, we went to a holistic uh, cancer treatment center and, and did many of the things that you're talking about. But what I, what I was wondering was I, when we first had this conversation and you, we really have to dispel so much of the fear. And you touched on that earlier because this, you know, some people are afraid of it and we don't realize. And I was wondering if you could talk about this a little bit you know, we don't realize, number one, how amazing our immune system is, how um, incredible our bodies are often even healing cancer today, and we don't even realize it. And so many people are afraid of their genetics as if that is their death sentence because their mom had breast cancer or their uncle had prostate cancer. And so they've just, I've had people sit across from me, doc, and say things like, I know I'm going to get cancer. I'm just waiting for the diagnosis. And it's like, and I, you know, but, and so people completely discount. It made me think about it when you're talking about nutrients, turning things on and off and deciding what is built in the cell, you know, what the environment, uh, spiritually, physically, nutritionally that we put our bodies in on a daily basis, that plays much more of a role in cancer or healing or surviving cancer than does our genetics. Um, what do you have some thoughts on that or some encouragement to people in general that are maybe sitting here right now and they are in so much fear of that diagnosis um, not that you don't take it serious. Obviously, you have a hospital dedicated to it. But um, but can you speak to that? Well, you know, um, uh, God in his mercy has given us a lot of information on preventing disease. Um, uh, and, and, and this is one of the things that I think is lacking in, in, in churches where from the pulpit, this mm -hmm. is never talked about. Mm -hmm. And it's not talked about because I think we misinterpret uh, uh, the, the, the death of Christ as abrogating the law. <clears throat> Correct? And, and so when, when, when Peter says, you know, what are you talking about not eating pigs and not yeah. eating all of this, everything has been cleansed because of the blood of Jesus, which is absolutely true. But, but the law, uh, you know, the Bible says, and God said that he made his 
law glorious and, and righteous. What, what does God mean by that? Well, the fact that, <clears throat> that God gave us a list of things to eat and a list of things not to eat, those, are, those continue to be true. Now, before Christ, eating pork uh, would send you to hell. After Christ, eating pork will send you to heaven sooner. Uh, so <laughs> what, what I mean by this is that uh, the things that God said for us not to eat, they continue to be true because they're not good for us. He designed us, and he knows what is best for us to consume and what is best for us to avoid. And, and the more we abide by that, the more that we're going to prevent. So this is as far as diet and the Bible is full of recommendations of things that we need to avoid and things that we, that, that, that we should enjoy. <clears throat> now, the, the, on the fear factor, yeah. it is amazing to me, uh, after so many publications of double-blind studies, because they, you know, they claim that, that uh, faith uh, is subjective and that you can't measure it. Well, the fact is that we do measure it, and that's why we do double-blind studies. Um, <clears throat> so for, for your audience, if they know what this is, if they don't know what this is, what happened in the past is that they started to say, well, let's see if something works or not. And they would give uh, half of the patients the drug and the other half of the patients the famous placebo. But everybody knew who was taking the placebo. And so th we noticed that that emotion of knowing mm. uh, swayed the results. So we came up with a blind study. So the blind studies is when uh, nobody of the patients knows who's taking the drug and who's taking the placebo. So that it's, that, that right. it's more subjective because your mind can change or, or sway the results. And, and so, not, so, so we're acknowledging that the power of the mind yeah. is there and it's powerful. Secondly, uh, they noticed that doctors could sway the results because the doctor would tell, they'd say that the, the, the doctor had uh, a stock in the pharmaceutical uh, company that was making this new drug, mm. right? And the doctor comes and tells the patient, listen, this is the best thing since popcorn. Mm -hmm. You're going to be healed and it's going to be good for you. Uh, so they noticed that doctors can also sway the results by these emotions. And, and, and so they said, no, well, we have to do a double blind. So the doctors do not know who's taking the placebo or the drug, and the patients do not know. And this way, it makes it more objective, and it's true. But it is acknowledging that our minds have a tremendous power. Yes. And, and, and so that's, uh, I, uh, after so many studies that I've read about placebos, I think we're going at, uh, about the, on the wrong way. We should study more the placebos, because in many, many cases, they're a lot more effective, meaning... The yeah. power of the mind is a lot more effective than the drug that you give. And so that is why for us, giving spiritual resources so that emotionally a patient will respond in a very functional way is so important because that can be so much more powerful than, than drugs. And as you said, you know, I've, I've, I've heard patients like you where the doctor says you're going to die in six months. And then at six months, the, doc, the patient is looking at their watch and saying, oops, <laughs> I better drop dead. I can't let my doctor down. You know? And they drop dead because yeah. the, 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 the mind is, is just incredibly powerful. So why don't we exploit in, 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 the, in the good sense yeah. of the word what God has given us in that power? You know, the Bible says, let the, let, let the, 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 the weak say, I am strong. It's just actually brainwashing yourself. 
what we do is is we brainwash the patient here as soon as they come from all of that negative information that was given to them. You're not going to make it. You're dead in six months. And if we give you chemotherapy, maybe you'll live six more months or a year, but your hair is going to fall. You're, you're going to be vomiting. All, all of this terrible information yeah. is, is bogging down the patients and not allowing the immune system to work. So uh, uh, you know, the, the immune system is destroyed by, by uh, negative information in a very measurable way. And there are many, many studies that show this. And that's why for us it's just so important to provide hope to our patients because the truth is in, in, in addressing uh, the, the point that you wanted me to make for your audience yeah. is that cancer is not a death uh, uh, sentence. You can go out of your house and be run over by a truck with your cancer. And you can live 20 years after you were giving a, a, diagnose, a diagnosis with your cancer. God is the one that makes a decision, and you can negotiate with God. Read the story of Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that's one of the things that we, uh, that we talk to our patients. Say, listen, you're negotiating here, negotiating here with me as a doctor, and I am going to negotiate for life with you. But God is there, right there, just waiting for you to negotiate. You, and he can give you many, many more years. You know, Doc, I think, you know, and in many ways, and I know this might uh, be offensive, and the reason I feel like I can say this is because I've walked through this with patients, walked through this with my dad, but but a cancer diagnosis can be, and I know this is going to come out a little bit rough, but it can be the greatest gift for some people. Um, it's where they finally they finally get control of, of, of their life. They, they, they reevaluate, they... I remember when my dad went through some um, some kind of some of what you're talking about the emotional stuff, and I remember telling my wife when my dad had walked out of this one meeting, and it dealt a lot with forgiveness. And I remember my my I said looked at my my dad just looked like a different person, and I said to my wife, I said, my dad just healed. Like I could just tell that was so powerful for him, and so much when all that gets so much of what gets talked about, it's just you know, oh, there's your diagnosis, and we're gonna just you know flood you with you know and, and chemo and radiation, you know. And the other thing that I hear so many times, Doc, is these people that say, hey, you know, if you don't do anything, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna die in six months or a year, and then these people get put into fear of doing treatment. And honestly, my lived experience with patients has been that they often die even sooner than they were said. They, they, they don't even make it that six months, but they were told, hey, if you do this, you'll get a couple of years. And then, and then we throw our hands up in the air and say, oh, hey, well, we did everything that we could. And that's where I say, no, we didn't. When I was watching some of the videos of your clinic, honestly, it brought me to tears some of the, and I want you to talk about this, this part of this, anything you want to talk about, but it was showing some of the people uh, in the clinic and they were in a worship center. And I know you have pastors on staff and I was watching just, you know, they're literally getting like an IV treatment as the same time as they're in the middle of worship and getting prayed for. And I thought to myself, and again, and then there's a kitchen in the back and you're teaching people lifestyle and you're making sure what's going on nutritionally. And of course you're doing your proper medical testing to measure things and outcomes in life. And I thought, why is this so hard to, why is this so dang rare, right? Like, I'm sure you've said this to yourself. There shouldn't be, there should be, a, you know, 5,000 clinics like yours, not a handful. Um, so do you mind talking about the, that fact that you guys, because that really does separate you. I know a lot of holistic clinics, but I don't know many that are, that are unapologetic about the faith perspective. And I think that is, is, is so, so incredible. So do you mind 
I know we've touched on it, but do you mind talking about how serious you guys take that at your clinic? So let, let me address what the patients go as, as far as, as, as here and, and the fact that cancer can be the greatest thing that yeah, happens yeah, to please. you because it is, you know, the Bible talks about tribulation and the tribulation is actually very good for us. And, and, and what happens to a lot of our patients is that once they're diagnosed, they start appreciating things about life and things that God has done for you that you were not appreciating before. And, uh, and so you're absolutely right. I've had many patients say that cancer is the best thing that ever happened to them. Yeah. I had a young yuppie from New York, a <laughs> lawyer uh, that, that came that was sent home to die. And, and uh, when I was starting to cheer him up, he said, no, doctor, cancer is the best thing that ever happens. And I explained, said, well, I have three children that I didn't know because mm -hmm. I was working 16, 18 hours a day making money. And I had a wife that was about to leave me. And because of this cancer and thanks to this cancer, now I spend every moment that I can with my children. And every night I sit down holding hands with my wife, watching the sunset. Cancer is the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. And so that's what I mean that you have functional and dysfunctional emotions. This man was able to acknowledge that in that uh, tremendous thing of cancer, opportunities opened up for him and to, and to appreciate what, what God, God can do for you. And, and so uh, that is why I mentioned at the beginning that I want to convert my patients from victims into victors, that no matter what, victory is already in their pocket. Um, and, and that is an extremely powerful thing because if, if the stronghold of cancer is fear, and Jesus Christ takes that fear away, hmm. the cancer is going to say, man, it's no fun being in this person anymore, and I'm going to go away. And, and so people set themselves up for miracles, incredible miracles, uh, uh, just, by, just by that fact. So um, the Chinese write uh, the word crisis in a very interesting way. You know, the Chinese write with characters. And it's a combination of two characters, the word crisis. The first character is danger, and the second character is opportunity. Hmm. So there is always an opportunity for us to grow in whatever situation God puts us. And, 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 and that's why people that are positive, there are many studies that show this, will fare much better with any kind of disease, but especially cancer, than those that are that those people that are negative, you know. Oh, I'm doomed. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have cancer because my aunt and my. So please, uh, if anybody is going through that situation of of just being diagnosed or or are so afraid because there's so much family uh, 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 history of cancer, trust in God and in 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 your immune system is powerful enough to to uh, protect you or even to heal you if you already have been diagnosed. And, and so there, there are many studies about laughter and how powerful mm. an immune system it is, meditation, uh, 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 um, singing, especially praising God is an, a, a very powerful immune stimulating agent. Um, and so all of these things are, are very important. And, and, and so what separates us really uh, from 
from everybody else. And the reason our results are so much better is because if we have an unfair advantage, we have many, many miracles <laughs> going, going on because we, we instill faith in, 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 in patients and we try to remove that fear. Well, and you, you are on a, you know, I mean, to watch, you know, it's funny because some people say, oh, you know, that's um, to your point about laughter, to your point about even uh, social. I, I, I love watching some of the, the videos and pictures from the clinic. And I remember where, when I was with my dad, like it was always in community. I mean, outside of maybe some private consultations about certain things. But it was other than that, we were hanging out in cooking classes. We were hanging out in, you know, IVs together. We were. And it was all a lot of it was laughter and 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 joy and telling stories and meeting each other, and and that is as and this is what I want people to know because sometimes what happens is we we foo foo everything else like even hearing you talk about worship and singing and its effects on the immune system, you know you, you know you're doing that at your clinic not just because you know maybe your preference is is worship and you like that or prayer it's because you actually know in addition to that the the immunological benefits to the people receiving care. When you're trying to take fear from somebody, like I don't think there's anybody that would say, you know, I don't know any well-thinking person that would say, oh no, what we need to do is make people more afraid. I mean, we saw what happened during COVID when this plague of fear came over so many people. And you know, Doc, I've even seen, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, now they're talking about these turbo cancers that are coming out uh, post-pandemic. And I, I think not only is there some current concerns possibly what happened with some of the interventions, but I think putting, you know, people under two to three years of fear that they were going to, you know, kill their neighbor if they hugged them or shook their hand. And and I it just feel like, you know, so much of this constant fear. And so one of the greatest gifts of, of, of the Lord, and it's referred to as the joy of the Lord, and we can look at people like Paul or Christ himself and say, even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of a diagnosis that you would never want to get, it is, and, and, and for some people, this is going to sound rough. And, I, and I, if there's anybody that can speak to authority on this, it's a guy that has done what you've done for 40 years and a clinic for 60 years and 100,000 patients who've seen the worst of the worst. Oftentimes, when they come to you, they've almost always, oftentimes, they've gone through traditional treatment and it's failed them. They come to you as a last resort. They come to you when they're hopeless, when nothing else has worked, and you still get results, and you still get miracles. And, and we should celebrate that and not go, oh, well, what's going on down there? That We should be saying, what is going on down there? And I love that you guys you know, are, are more than open about that. But can you speak to maybe um because doc it seems like every year it comes out more cancer and more of this and you know even though we spend more on cancer and spend more on cancer treatment and all you know more pills more drugs more chemo yet you know we're not even doing the basics and so what would you say to somebody that's listening right now maybe going through cancer or um just is really f afraid of it because they always hear, oh, it's a you know top killer and you know da 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 da. Can you can you give us some 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 perspective on that and take that in any direction you want? Um, first, uh, I would like to encourage you to visit our website oasisofhope.com uh, for you to get a free book. Okay. The latest book that I've written a number of books on this, but the latest book is called The Art and Science of Undermining Cancer, <clears throat> and it gives. A very broad view of what is cancer, and especially the most important message is what is it that you can do about cancer <clears throat> to prevent it and to treat it. Um, and information in this way is very powerful <clears throat> because it gives you hope and it and it gives you tools. 
And these are things you uh, use in so your clinic. Like these are, you know, some people go, oh, I can't afford to go there. Or I can't get there. Like these are things they can do at home in their living room starting today. Right, Doc? Correct. Correct. It's all very, very practical information. <clears throat> and the other thing that I want to tell you to reduce the, 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 the fear is that God already put everything on this earth that is necessary for us to cure ourselves. <clears throat> so imagine that Ford company did not have designed uh, a maintenance program. Mm. You know, the, the, they would be a complete failure. In fact, they make more money from yeah, the maintenance right. of their cars than by selling their cars, right? So it's impossible to believe that God didn't put on this earth everything that we needed to be to be healed. <clears throat> and, and that's why we call discovery things or unearthing things. They're already here. We, we just have to, you know, remove the dust from top of it for us to discover them. Uh, and, and so one of the things that I have dedicated my life to is to uncover those things that are here. And there are so many natural means uh, for us to reduce the risk of cancer and to treat cancer that you wouldn't believe with a tremendous scientific uh, uh, support behind them. So why is it? <clears throat> that um, doctors don't do this because doctors, we all have been sold on the fact that FDA approved things are good mm. and not FDA approved are bad. <clears throat> and so, for instance, they ask me, why is it that vitamin C, if it's so good yeah. uh, for cancer, is not approved by the FDA? <clears throat> and the answer is very simple, just for, for people to understand. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> It takes about $800 million to prove to the government, the FDA, that your invention is safe and effective. That's more or less what the, in, what the industry spends for them to register a, a new drug. And so the industry in the 60s, when this whole thing started about proving things safe and effective, they asked the government, well, if you're going to ask me to spend so much money, what are you going to give me in return? And the government says, we're going to give you a patent mm. so that you have a monopoly on that invasion, invention so that you can make your money back. And this is only fair. And I think it's, it's, it, 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 and it's the way it is for a, a, a substance to be approved. Now, when you say, okay, I know that in the laboratory, the uh, vitamin C has proven to kill cancer cells. Now you have to prove that it's safe. In the safety, that's where you spend most of those $800 million. And so nobody's going to spend it. Why? Because vitamin C cannot be patented. And, and, and so if you cannot get a patent, you will never make your money back, meaning the day that it's registered, anybody else can do that drug. You, I'm, I'm sure that you've heard of uh, <clears throat> drugs called the generic. Right. right. Uh, um, uh, and, and so what that means is that the patent uh, ended, and then anybody can make that formula. And they didn't spend one cent in proving safety and efficacy. So the reason why many natural things have not made it to the FDA is that there is no interest in getting them through the FDA because you will it's extremely expensive and you will not make your money back. So I remember <clears throat> one doctor, you know, talk about Latrol, which is also a natural anti-tumor agent. I said, 
why are you because it's effective but but it's not fda approved so i asked him well because it's not fda approved means that it's bad he said yes so i asked him do you eat bananas <laughs> and he got really mad because he got he, you know the point got through yeah. bananas are not approved by the fda and that does <laughs> not mean that they're bad yeah. <laughs> and and so we're we're stuck in this conundrum of being very scientific and very puristic as far as the FDA is concerned, but it doesn't mean that it's the best thing. Yeah. And, 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 and so there are many natural elements that we use to combat cancer here where there's a tremendous amount of scientific evidence in the laboratory that it's good, but they've never been through the clinical trials because there is no interest. But we've done them and we've been able to prove that they are very effective and because they're absolutely natural, they're absolutely safe. Yeah, um, I think that is. So there so are many, many things that we use here that are safe and effective, natural, and very uh, uh, inexpensive. I think people is such a good point because I think that I'm just going to say the average person that's never walked down this path, they think when when the doctor makes a recommendation, hey, this chemo or something like this, we think kind of uh, subconsciously we think that. Well, if there was anything else that would also work, they would be checking that. That's been tested. So they think that, oh, no, they've tested vitamin C or they've tested <laughs> bananas. You know, they've tested curcumin. They've tested mm -hmm. resveratrol. They've, and, and what they found was that it didn't work. And that's not what they found. Matter of fact, a lot of to your point, exactly. so I think this is, is really important for people because here's kind of the layman's way of saying it. If that stuff really worked, then why don't they do it? Well, part one, and I know this is hard for people to handle because it kind of rattles their worldview that, oh, my gosh, maybe things aren't like I want them to be. It's like the Wizard of Oz, the guy behind the curtain. But so but 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 we have to realize that because of the, the, the you know, big, you know, the modern medical industrial complex and the, 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 the agency capture as it's related to big pharma and, and, and big, big hospital, big medicine, big insurance, that game, my friends, is not out for your health. And I'm sorry if that irritates you or bothers you or your uncle works in, in the hospital or whatever that may be, but this is the reality. And the reason I have this show and the reason I was so grateful to get Doc on here is because I need to give you the rest of the story. I need you to know there's more to the story. And if you are, A, walking down this or have fear about it, number one, incredible that a guy that has been doing this for the, you know, the deep history of you and your family in this clinic, you know, you've seen it all literally from miracles to I'm sure heartbreaks and then to make all the resources that you make available and free. And so much of cancer victory is not actually, can you go to, you know, doc's amazing clinic? I'm sure that, and I mean this, I've never, <laughs> but I'm sure you'd love to shut down your clinic because it doesn't need to exist because everybody's, you know what I mean? There'd be nothing greater mm -hmm. than to not need and not have that need. And the great news is so much of that, my friends can be done in your day-to-day -day lifestyle and understanding, but that starts with a belief that those things are important. Because see, if you don't think they matter, if you don't think how you take care of yourself matters or how we steward our temple or our perspective or our, uh, you know, uh, managing our emotions and things like that, and if you don't think they matter, then you won't, you won't likely engage with them. You won't care. You won't think it matters. You'll be waiting for some medical breakthrough. And the studies that I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen the same ones, Doc, the, 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 the allopathic approach to cancer treatment is not 
very interesting. It's been pretty crappy for the last, you know, 60 years. I'm sure you would agree with that. And so we've got to think about outside of the box. And it's not even outside of the box. It's how we are designed. Give your body the things that it needs. The greatest thing would be to never end up at Doc's Clinic, to never end up in a place like this where you've got to try to figure out how to get down there. And he makes those tools available to you. But some of this is going to require some introspection, some getting honest with yourself, you know, what, what addictions have I created? What environment emotionally, physically, you know, spiritually have I created in my body that is actually hurting me, right? That I've got to kind of, you know, uh, address. So as we wind this show down and you've been very generous with your time, doc, um, some final thoughts, some final encouragement, um, really just share your heart. How do they get a hold of you? There might be somebody listening that says, Hey man, I got to get there. I got to get my grandma there. How do they get to your clinic? Uh, but then also just anything else you want to share. Well, um, you know, you touch on, on some very, very important things. One of, one of the saddest things that I see in, in, in many of, of my patients is that once they receive the miracle, they do not take care of that miracle. Mm. And then when the tumor comes back, they want to blame God. And I tell mm. them, listen, you, you got a miracle and you had to maintain it. You had, there, there's, there's a part that, that means that you have to make the, the, the correct choices of what to eat and how to live your life. And if you go back to the same things that you were doing uh, when you were diagnosed with cancer, well, of course the tumor is going to come back. So, <clears throat> yes, our, 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 the, the, our part in the healing process is very, very important. And the responsibility for us to be diligent with the good things that we need to do and, and, and the things that we need to avoid are very, very much a part of the, of, of the whole healing process and, and longevity. So um, uh, thank you very much for this opportunity to share. Uh, again, uh, uh, this book that I wrote, The uh, Undermining Cancer, The Art and Science of Un Undermining Cancer, can help you tremendously to prevent cancer, to make some very important changes that are not extremely difficult to do. Uh, some people are afraid of starting something when, you know, it's just going to be too difficult. Mm. It isn't. Uh, and um, uh, so you can learn about those things. Uh, Oasisofhope.com is how you can reach us. And uh, I, I just pray that you, you know, we're here to serve, but hopefully that you never need to come here. And I know you have a, a great uh, YouTube channel that <clears throat> literally it's just testimony after testimony directly from the person, directly from the patient. And they're sharing their story and they're sharing their experience there. And, and there's also a lot of interviews of you on there sharing some 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 tips some inner inner interesting things uh daniel is on there sharing encouragement and scriptures and so you know you have nothing to lose and everything to gain we need to as as believers take back this territory of fear than healthcare that has really created us as these like helpless victims that are just at the mercy of germs floating around in the air and, 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 and God messed up on us and my genetics are all bad. No, 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 no. We need to flip that script. We need to live in powered lives. We need to live from a place of victory. Everything changed on that cross. And that is a big, 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 big deal to understand because it changes our perspective and it allows us to not have false hope, exactly what you were talking about. Not false hope. I am not interested in false hope. But to your point, there's either hope or no hope. And when you don't have hope, you are dead. Whether you're still breathing or not, that's not my point. And so, Doc, thank you for taking the road less traveled. Thank you for, I'm sure you could tell us, we didn't, I didn't want to focus on it today, but I'm sure you've had every dart thrown at you and everybody that's tried to beat you guys up and talk 
talk about you bad behind your back because you're up against a major industry, right? And you're taking the road less traveled. Correct. But thank you and your father and your team there and for all that you're doing and continuing to write and speak and share and, and taking time out today from, from your work to, to speak to us. I know that it will inspire and encourage and likely even save people's lives. So thank you so much, Doc. Thank you, uh, Dr. Roll and Jeff. Uh, uh, God bless you, and, and hopefully we'll talk again. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.